Welcome to the Future of Consumer and Retail podcast by SAP. I'm Matt Gardner, here with my colleagues Jason Boyer, Kristen Howe, and Kara Reed, all of us part of SAP's retail advisory practice. In this episode, we're going to be discussing resilient retail planning. And Jason, as you've spent a number of years in this area, can you give us an overview of what we're going to be exploring together today? Yeah, thank you, Matt. Retailers are facing so many new challenges, and it comes from many different areas. And if you're reading the news, you'll be familiar with a number of these, including supply chain disruptions, things like an accelerated increase in digital shopping, especially in grocery that increased over the last year and a half during the pandemic, an expansion of fulfillment locations, demands for rapid fulfillment and higher customer expectations around that. And you've got retailers that are struggling with old tools and manual spreadsheets. And in this environment, they're trying to get the right inventory to the right locations, but it's been a very difficult challenge. What we want to talk about and get into is how do you plan better in this environment and also be resilient when things don't go according to plan because they rarely do. Thanks, Jason. Kara, what have you seen in relation to some of these dynamics that Jason just spoke to? Back in the spring of 2020, when COVID first began, I heard a CIO say that they were really struggling because they had spent so much time trying to focus on how to be predictive in their insights and how to figure out what's going to happen in the future that they lost track of the ability to be resilient and to be responsive when things didn't go as they had been forecasted. And given how things have evolved over the last 18 months, I think it's more important than ever now with retailers' planning capabilities that they have the ability to be responsive and resilient because especially with the supply chain slowing down, a lot of these issues are things that really came out of nowhere. And so people need to be able to pivot and adapt just like they had to do when their stores were closed down in the spring of last year. And so being able to respond to data, see the insights faster and in real time allows them to do this. Yeah, no doubt we've seen real-time insights become a true differentiator among companies that took the recent challenges as an opportunity to up-level their planning capabilities. Kristen, would love to hear your thoughts on this as well. You know, it's a great point about responsiveness. I've also seen that theme in a lot of the retailers I've talked to And one of the other things I've noticed from a planning perspective, having to get ready for the upcoming holiday season, many retailers are finding that it's not a one-size-fits-all in terms of tools and processes in their planning approaches. And I've even seen there was one retailer in particular, as they looked ahead to plan for holiday, with all the backlog in the ports, they had to be really strategic and order significantly in advance, right? What are the products and categories that we think we're really going to need? Because we're going to order them even earlier. And then they were also thinking about other categories where they could be more responsive, more reactive, lean on different vendors, you know, in different geographies in new ways to fill in with different products as they get closer to really what that true demand signal is going to be for the holidays. So I think responsiveness is key in planning, but we've also seen, like I said, different categories, different approaches, different vendors and lead times really coming into play as well. 
thinking about this, I'd be curious to talk about forecasting and predictive analytics. It's been a cornerstone of retail planning. It's really growing in terms of strategic importance with a lot of the challenges that Jason mentioned. Kara, what are you seeing in terms of trends of how retailers are using predictive and forecasting as part of their planning today? With your story on how retailers are planning so far in advance, it really gives Christmas in July a whole nother meaning. Given how chaotic the last 18 months has been, the data and the historical sales information, it's going to be hard to use that moving forward. I've seen a lot of companies lean into getting more information on who their customer is and what their customer wants and focusing on planning for that customer rather than plan based on past sales. One of my favorite examples of this is actually L.L. Bean. They play in so many different categories that they were finding it hard to keep up with all of their competitors because their competitors have all really strong brand stories and really good grasp of who the customer is. And so L.L. Bean started leaning into this, using technology to really figure out who their customer was and what their customer wanted. And with their new product launch plans, they were able to actually figure out how much inventory to buy based on where their customers' behaviors and interests were moving. And so one of the examples they gave, they were releasing a new fleece and they actually increased their buy of it over 30 times based on the consumer data. And at the time the video was shot, they were even outperforming that. And so by looking at not just how a fleece like it had done the previous year, but what their customer was telling them now, they were able to capture a much larger share and get much more, capture much more sales on that product because of the additional information that they had. And I think that's going to play a bigger role moving into these next few seasons as the past sales are not going to be a great reflection of what's coming next. I don't know, Jason, if you've seen anything about that in the grocery space, perhaps. Yes, I've seen this in actually all segments of retail, but grocery has been an interesting example. Fashion retail, hard lines have been a little faster to adopt e-commerce, for example. But during the pandemic, the grocers that had actually already put in e-commerce infrastructure and capabilities or those that responded quickly were able to adapt much better. Also, to your point, customer centricity. In the past, the products that you put in the stores, the products that get promoted was driven heavily by the vendors or the consumer products companies. And so retailers have been very product centric. These are the products we want to sell. These are the products that our vendors are pushing. But what is going on now is that more and more retailers want to be more customer centric. They want to understand what customers want and how different customers shop different locations and adapt and localize their assortments accordingly. And to do that, you need a lot of insight and history can be part of that, but they're also looking beyond trying to bring in loyalty data, market data, competitive data, social media sentiment, things like that to have a much better picture and understanding of customers. And by doing that, they are performing better in this environment. And so you can take this up a level and talk about how retailers are looking to bring more science to the art of planning. And whether that is more pre-season fashion-oriented planning or category management, 
all segments of retail can benefit from the application of, of science to the art of planning and, and category management. To do that, though, they need the right tools. And many of them are stuck with very manual spreadsheets, and they spend a lot of time manually moving data around. And they might have older tools where the user experience isn't great. They weren't designed for the rise of e-commerce. There's not much workflow or automation there. So very inefficient. And the last 18 months especially have been very painful on retailers that have been relying on these older tools. So for them to get more resilient, more customer centric is to adopt modern tools that can sense in near real time, where they can monitor things in season, quickly diagnose what's happening where they can adjust those predictions that they made early on that maybe weren't quite right. And then being able to respond quickly and early by getting the right inventory to the right stores, promoting things, marking things down or clearing them out when needed, and just using optimization to really get the most out of what you have. It's interesting you talk about the connection between planning and execution because I've seen a number of retailers as they have brought in more capabilities, more predictive analytics, more science into their planning process. They've quickly started to realize that they also need to bring the same level of innovation to their supply networks so that they really can receive the insight from planning and then be able to quickly execute, whether that's a change in the products they're buying or a change in the location of the inventory. And I've seen a number of retailers who over the past 18 months were constrained by some of their planning tools. They didn't have the right technology in place, but quickly realized as more orders shifted online, as their omni-channel business got more sophisticated, what it really took for them to succeed was a real-time view of inventory. So even if they had potentially allocated product to different store locations or different DCs, if they had a real-time signal of where the product was, it was much easier to fulfill customer orders in a shorter amount of time, make better available to promise decisions. I think it'll be really interesting to see as the innovation and technology and capabilities improve on the planning side around demand how retailers are then able to match those capabilities through their resilient supply networks as well. And I think that may be the next wave of innovation we see to be able to really take the insights out of these planning solutions and execute them all the way through fulfillment in the supply chain and even down to, you know, an individual store or last mile delivery. Kristen, that's fascinating. This idea of innovation being both complete visibility and execution across multiple lines of business. This makes me curious what other priorities and capabilities are on the horizon for category management. Jason, could you speak a bit to what retailers are going to need going forward? Category management has been a methodology for a few decades now. It has evolved over time and been refined to get more customer-centric and in particular bringing that digital channel and that fulfillment into category management. Retailers need to look at that approach holistically and how their customers will shop and engage with them across all channels. That's really interesting, Jason. What would you say is a great place to get started for a retailer who knows they need to get more into the omni-channel planning world? So look at where they're at now, the tools that they're using now. And many of the retailers I talk to are still in a world of spreadsheets and it just takes a lot of time. And where a lot of companies want to go is they want to automate as much as possible. They want a workflow so that they can collaborate better. 
They want to infuse predictive capabilities into the process. They want to optimize, but still be in control and looking where they're at and then developing a stepwise plan to get to the target end state is something that leading retailers are doing across all segments. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about here in the near future is some work that we're doing together with IBM in the planning space. We've been working to bring SAP's retail planning tools together, and they're also bringing some accelerators and methodologies and additional tools, including things like applying that predictive capabilities in the planning process, bringing in workflows to make it more of an efficient process so that the planners, the category managers, they can focus on higher value work and get a away from the manual work. I encourage you to watch for that upcoming webinar. We'll talk about some of these topics in more detail and the benefits that retailers are getting from these technologies. This was a lot of great insights about what planners are facing and how they can be more resilient. And I think this wraps up the episode for today. So I just wanted to thank you all for sharing your insights on the podcast. Thank you, Matt. It's a tough world out there that retailers are facing, but there are tools and strategies to address that tough environment they're in and and to be more resilient. So it was fun to have the opportunity to discuss that. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I think 2022 will be the year of retail planning. In this episode, we walked through what leading retailers are doing to ensure they can plan effectively. To hear more from Jason and Kristen, tune in for the upcoming webinar featuring IBM and SAP and how they're leveraging AI and ML to help retailers have the right products available at the right time. Links are provided in the show notes for both the webinar registration and replay. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to catch our next episode.